This is part two and continuation of our interview with Jessica Baudin-Griffin. To listen to part one, go to episode 96 in iTunes or simply visit clarashaycoaching.com slash EP96. Now, let's dive into the show. Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. So you touched on it a little bit uh, in the last question, but you mentioned about letting them play. So I wanted to talk about this. So could you give any, uh, us any examples as to what the benefits will or are arising from the child being given the space to really play without limits? And obviously, like you mentioned, in a safe environment. But because I do find as dance teachers, like we are trying to get them to just do what we're doing the whole time. But it's play is such a huge part of early childhood. So I'd love to get your insight on this as well. Absolutely. Well, play is children's work and play is how children learn and engage in their world around them. And there's so much research in this area that could probably be a full podcast in and of itself. But I think, yeah, it, it, it is really quite, and that's where my education background, especially within early childhood and special education comes in, is understanding and knowing where those resources come from and understanding that play is very beneficial to children. It's how they learn about the world around them and create those connections. It's how they learn how to negotiate and compromise in social situations. It's how they learn how to make sense of their world and coordinate their bodies to allow them to respond in ways they want to play and are motivated to engage physically. So I think it's really important that play always be a part of our programming. It makes no sense to try to introduce children to dance concepts or dance technique that they're not developmentally prepared for. If we use their primary learning modality, which is play in early childhood, we can start to introduce those things in a way that's meaningful to the children. And that's the another really important part of having the caregivers a part of most of our IntelliDance programming up to age four. Parents don't necessarily understand this connection between play and development and learning unless they've come from, you know, an educational background themselves where that's part of their professional practice. And so what we really try to do in IntelliDance is remind the parents that play is how their children will learn so that even though we do offer quite structured activities within our classes, we provide the flexibility to allow the children to express and respond in their own way in the hopes that the caregivers will also start to engage in playful ways in that give and take with their child so that when they go home, they're also willing to create that open play space. And a lot of research is coming out in that right now. There is a pendulum swing away from starting academics at a younger age. We've seen now those children that we've tried to push those academics or those really specific skills on too early. It's not resulting in necessarily the outcomes we were hoping to achieve. But when we look at educational models where children were provided the ability to play, we're giving the, the ability to collaborate with their teacher. So there's give and take going on and have the ability to make choice, we see in the long run that those children actually do have greater outcomes academically, have a greater sense of self, and are more able to express themselves in a confident way. Yeah, really wonderful. And I just think that's so important. And, and, and if 
with there's teachers or studios out there that are interested in learning more about that, that like you said, there is a heap of research. They can always go and have a look themselves and obviously follow your program and read more about your program. But it is so interesting to hear and learn about. And I think it's just part of what we do as teachers in an IntelliDance class. You know, we will call out during activities different variations or movements to try, but you'll also hear teachers quite often saying to the parents, oh, that's so great. Look at the way your child is responding to this activity in their own unique way. Let's all copy what that child's doing. And I think that's an important part of just empowering children as human beings that have equal rights as adults. We often think that we need to teach children everything. And while we have a lot to teach them and we need to guide them, they have so much that they can teach us. And they really bring their own unique individuality into every situation. And we want to empower that, especially in a world where now professionals really need to be innovative. They need to be creative. They need to be problem solvers. And they need to have their own unique identity within the workforce. And so that's something we're also trying to cultivate in these children at a very young age through support in our teaching style and the education we provide their caregivers. Amazing. And that is just so, yeah, like you said, even preparing them with that then through play is just so exciting. But I, you and I mentioned in your, in your bio that you were a mother and now have two wonderful daughters. So can you tell us a little bit or any advice you can give other mothers or maybe potential mothers listening who are also studio owners or dance business owners trying to maintain or seek, and I'll say in quote marks, balance in both worlds, or perhaps those even wanting to start a new business venture? Do you have any advice? Absolutely. The one thing I try to tell people is not to think of it as a balance because in my experience, you're probably never going to be at a place where everything in your Mm. life feels in perfect balance. I think of it more as a pendulum and it's going to swing one way and swing back the other way. And my goal was always just to make that swing a little bit less big, make it maybe a little bit more consistent back and forth. But there were definitely times in my life, especially as a new mom, building her business, dragging babies around in car seats and carriers to bank appointments and meeting with different leasehold stake. <laughs> You know, all those different things with my children along. So I I do think we have to be kind to ourselves and we have to acknowledge that sometimes we do have to make work a priority. But for me, a lot of it was really building my girls into my workday. That was part of offering early childhood programming so that they could come and be in class with me when they were young. I didn't have to necessarily find childcare. And we were surrounded by a community of other parents and young children who really celebrated the fact that as a mom, I could run a business and bring my children with me. And then as my children got older, we've given them special roles within our business. They would often help out around the studio. They loved coming in and greeting clients at the door, at the recitals. They would help out with the younger students who were given special roles. And they were always quite proud of their business. And that's one thing. Both my girls are tweens and teens now, so they're much older. They're much more able to articulate with me. You know, their needs, but they often say to me how proud they are to have a mom who goes after her dreams, who's provided them a role model, who's a hard worker, and who doesn't give up. And so they're quite supportive. 
But I balance that again with making sure I'm carving out time for them every week. I do have some boundaries in place with my own work on specific days and times where I just won't work at those days and times that's carved out for my girls. And I think that's really important for business owners. In the beginning, you do have to invest more time and energy, but that investment should be with the long-term picture in mind. You're not going to be able to run a business for 10, 20, 30 years if you're working 60 to 70 hour work weeks every week. So knowing that the choices you make in terms of what you're investing in as a business, what supports you might need to allow you to eventually have more time for your family and for yourself and not losing that alone time or the time you might need every week as a mother, as a woman, as a business owner to care for your own needs. And that's really what I try to remind people. Be kind to yourself work hard but always know where you're trying to go and set specific goals that will allow you to go there and my girls now they talk quite often my husband runs a uh, construction business and you know my youngest daughter has told me even though she quite enjoys dance she might want to take over uh, her daddy's footsteps and become an interior designer or work in renovation um, my oldest daughter has informed me that she probably won't go into business because <laughs> she has seen how hard her mom works and she's hoping for a little bit more laid-back lifestyle so I think it's really <laughs> They're the two different, uh, you know, responses they have to that. But I think it's really important. And they've made some decisions about their life and their identities through the businesses they have helped me grow and expand on. And I'm very proud of them. That is so lovely to hear. And also like a bit, it's funny, isn't it? How they already go like, hmm. Nah, I won't. I don't think I'll do that. It's really interesting. But I do like the visual of like the pendulum because I do use the word balance because it's, it is the most common word. And, but I do sort of think about it more like a seesaw, like going backwards and forwards. But that's why when I talk about balance, I say like in quotes balance, because that's how I write it down, but it is sort of the best way to describe it. But I do like the visual of the pendulum swinging backwards and forwards as well. And I think the important thing to really think about when you're having those times when you're working really hard is, are you enjoying the work? For me, that's mm -hmm. a huge part of it. And part of the conversation my husband, who's also an entrepreneur, and I've had with our daughters is that we really enjoy our work. Our work as adults is kind of like their play as children. And when we explained it to them that way, you know, our girls love to do visual art. They love to have dance parties, all of those things. Those are their way of working and playing as children. Well, for me, if I'm doing things that I love, like curriculum development, teaching classes, mentoring other teachers, that fills my bucket. I feel very fulfilled, even if I've had to, in certain days, work a longer 10, 12 hour day, I'm still feeling refreshed and energized from that work. What I caution business owners is thinking is if you are pulling those long days day after day and you're not feeling good about that work, it's draining you, you're maybe getting burnt out, that's when you need to reassess and say, what systems do I need to put in place to allow me to spend my work time doing what I love and I'm passionate about and doesn't feel like work? And how do I need to invest in my business or think creatively to allow those things that are kind of dragging me down and making me feel overwhelmed and delegating that to other experts who can support my business. Yeah, that's amazing advice and something I think that um, we all need to be mindful of because as studio owners or dance teachers, we can be passionate so much of the time. But I guess if you notice that that's changing, well, then you really need to reevaluate like when and how you are working and you know, how to kind of manage that. 
Yeah, and you know, I like to be honest with people. I've made these realizations and discoveries because I made those mistakes. And in the beginning of my business, I kept thinking to myself, well, I can't afford this. I'm sure I could do it myself. And spending way too much time trying to DIY all aspects of my business by finding different blogs or articles or videos. And while I could, I was a hard worker. I was a smart girl. I could figure it out. There were many moments within my business where I just felt completely overwhelmed and burnt out. And I needed to step back and say, all right, what can I do now to make the change I need to see? And I made many mistakes along the way, but I like to reframe those mistakes as learning opportunities. They gave me some perspective so that when I was maybe in a similar situation or had an opportunity that could maybe result in the same outcome, I could step back and be more reflective and be more intentional with the choices that I was making. Yeah. Amazing. Now, like you did say, you are in love with your business, which is awesome. So what is your favorite element of your business? And you know, what, why do you love that part? Is there something each day within your business that you really get excited about doing? For me, it's a combination of three things. And these are the, I try to do at least one of these things every day within my work day to keep the fire going in my belly. I love teaching classes right away. The time I get to spend with young children and their families is so joyful. And so I know if I've had a bad week, I just need to go and teach an IntelliDads class and I'm going to be feeling whole and heartful again. The second thing that I love doing is I love training other teachers. I love helping people find their aha moments. I love helping them discover how they can optimize their strengths in their teaching practice and then use those strengths to address areas of growth and recognizing that everyone has a unique teaching personality. And then the third thing I love to do is I love creating new resources. And that can be anything from new lesson plans to I work with an illustrator to create great visuals that can support the learning children are having in our classes. It might be um, creating some new playlists on Spotify for our followers or for my teachers. I love that aspect of it, things that are going to support the mentorship and the training I'm providing teachers and the classes that I love to teach. So I really am an educator at heart. I'm like an edu entrepreneur. I don't even know how you would combine those together. But I like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, for me, that really is the heart of who I am. I, I'm a teacher first. And then the business side of me really is about how I can connect all of my wonderful educational ideas and teacher training to as many people as possible. Fantastic. That is so amazing. And um, like you said, it's really, if, you, if that is your passion in education, it's really exciting that you can teach obviously students still, but then you can teach the teachers. And that's just really, really awesome. So as many of my listeners may know, I do really like to nerd out over new tech tools or podcasts or fun resources for business owners or life in general. So I'm curious to know your personal favorite resources or apps you enjoy for both business management or fun in general. Awesome. Yeah, I have lots that I love. Right now, I'm really loving Planoly, which is a scheduler app for Instagram. It's totally changed my ability to be more consistent and present with my Instagram presence. Um, it allows me to go in and I can schedule all of my posts. It allows me to create different banks of hashtags. So every single time, you know, I have an editorial schedule that I follow. So every Monday, for example, generally, if you follow me, it's Musical Mondays. We're going to be talking about some related to music within our business and our teaching, well, I can create a bank of hashtags that matches that. 
So it saved me so much time. It automatically posts those scheduled posts to Instagram. And I've noticed just with using that within the last few months, I've more than doubled my Instagram following on Instagram. Wow. And it, yeah. So for me, it was really just about consistency. I knew my content was good. But I wasn't on there enough to be working with those algorithms, to be building that no like trust, to kind of just be a consistent um, person on that platform. But now that I've used this Planoly app, that's really made a huge difference in my business. I also love Spotify. And actually, if you, um, if you follow along on the IntelliDance page and take a look at our Musical Monday videos, we have a video talking about Spotify and how we use Spotify in our programming. For me, what I really love about Spotify is it allows me to share playlists with my teachers all over the world and access thousands of songs. And I can also combine my personal iTunes library or different music I might have on my computer files with Spotify. Spotify. So for me, it's really become the one platform that I like to use when I'm teaching. But I think it would be really useful to studio owners because oftentimes we want that consistency within our programming. We might have a few different teachers teaching the same level of class, and maybe we've designed a really strong curriculum. We want our teachers to be able to easily access that music. So Spotify, again, really makes it easy for you to share those playlists with your teachers, with your classrooms. You could even share them with your clients at home so that they're able to take that music that they've been enjoying in your classes into their home life. So I found Spotify probably to be the best music streaming platform for international purposes, but also on a local level. It just allows you to share the, that music, those wonderful playlists that you've created with your teaching staff and with your clientele. Yeah, and I love Spotify too. We have a a subscription I guess at my studio and it is great being able to access different playlists from different companies that we work with or and also we create our own playlists when we have special themed weeks or events so it's really that's really great too. Yeah, and I think the one thing people don't always recognize too is you can make some of those playlists private. So for example, if you're really concerned about, you know, other people seeing your playlist because you have some really great content and you're worried about the competition, you can make those private and still share those private links with the teachers or the people you want to be able to access those playlists, but that doesn't necessarily mean everyone is accessing your playlist. So there's this really nice balance between being able to keep some things private for your own personal or business use and then also being able to use it as another sharing platform to build your business exactly amazing 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 and yeah Polinoli is really cool and Spotify I would 100% agree so that is awesome and also exciting to hear how you doubled your Instagram following that's fantastic yeah, that's something I'm really excited about. And, and I'm just, I'm finding that while there are definitely some users who are using Facebook and Instagram, it's allowing me to reach new people who maybe aren't on mm -hmm. Facebook or aren't on YouTube. And that's really what I think is important, thinking about the different platforms you can utilize. For myself, just to make sure that social media doesn't take up my entire work week because it very easily could. Um, I have different systems in place that allow me to utilize a lot of the same content on different platforms, knowing that they're going to reach different people at different times. And then working with my virtual assistant 
together, we can kind of come up with that editorial content, make sure we're delivering it consistently. And then that way, you know, maybe we're spending a couple hours a week, or maybe it's one day once a month. Our presence is strong. It's allowing our business to grow. But again, it's not becoming something that's cumbersome or taking me away from the things I really love to spend my time on, which is teaching, teacher training, and curriculum development. Yeah. And exactly like you said, it's a really important part, but you can't let it overtake everything else. So that is really awesome to hear. Now, aside from that, do you have a favorite book or anything you've been reading at the moment? Absolutely. Right now, I have just actually finished reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And whether you are a business owner or a teacher, you need to read this book. I love her book because I feel like she's my spirit animal in some ways. Um, I love her book because it's very similar to the approach I take with IntelliDance. It's based in research. Everything Dr. Brene Brown speaks to in her books is based on research that has been done at a scientific level. So we know that the thing she is stating is true, but she is a heart first person. She lives a wholehearted life. And I can really relate to that because that's how I am too. I tend to lead with my heart through life. I tend to want to connect with people on that person to person basis, but I want to make sure that everything that I'm offering is also based in sound and solid research. So I find for myself, that's really why I personally connect with, uh, Dare to Lead and Brene Brown's work. But I also love that she gives really specific strategies. There's a whole workbook that goes along with the Dare to Lead book. So if you are a studio owner and you're wanting to work on having more positive work interactions at your studio, building up your teachers to be leaders within their own right, she has a whole workbook that you can go through and you could be doing this at different meetings with your staff, maybe one worksheet at a time and really developing that positive culture of leadership and vulnerability and trust and connectivity within your business. So I highly recommend that anyone working in business or teaching children, anyone in a leadership position, check out that book. For me, even just having read it within this last few months, it's made me change some of my business practices. I'm feeling more positive at the end of the day. And people have been communicating that that back to me, that they notice these changes in the way I am speaking, to myself, to others, and in just in my way in moving through my business. So I feel like it's a really powerful book and that would be my number one recommendation for business leaders out there right now. Amazing. I've downloaded the Audible book of that, but I haven't got to it yet. So you have inspired me to put that on my list next. So that's awesome. Awesome. So Jessica, this is sort of the last part of our interview. Now, I want to also find out where our listeners can find you, but you also have a very special offer for the listeners in uh, for our podcast, which is so, so generous and exciting. So can you explain a little bit about the offer that you created? Absolutely. So I've created two different offers for your listeners. The first is going to be a freebie package, which is a set of parachute activities that support dance and music learning in young children. There's 17 of those. Each activity is described in detail and we've created an accompanying Spotify playlist again so that you can access all the music you need to put those parachute activities in your classrooms. And that's going to be a free download again going along with my philosophy of dance for every child and trying to support as many educators as I can. 
for people who are maybe ready to invest and join our IntelliDance community, I've also offered an $150 off our online certifications so that you can access the training at a slightly discounted rate. And what I'm hoping you'll do is you'll take that $150 that you've been provided in savings and reinvest that in another area of your business that's going to continue to allow you to grow. That is so wonderful. And we have the links for that. And I'll make sure to include that in the outro as well as in our show notes so that when you're wherever they're listening, they can just click on it and find that straight away. And I hope that people can find and utilize those amazing offers. I'm sure that they found this interview so enlightening. And I myself, I'm going to be looking more at your methods and programs. Um, I don't even know if I mentioned at the start, but I'm also an early childhood uh, educator. So I am a teacher of that age group and I found what you were talking about so interesting. But if any of my listeners are interested in just learning more about your program as well or taking part in the offer or, you know, becoming an IntelliDent Method certified teacher, where can they find you? Where should they go first? So probably the first step is to visit our website, intellidance.ca. On the website, you'll be able to take a look at the different programs that we offer, promotional videos for each one that give you a little taste, our different certification options. We also have an online shop of teacher resources that anyone can purchase from. You can also take a look at different testimonials from our teachers. So that's generally a great place to go to get an understanding of what we do, our philosophy, and the different packages that we offer. I also highly recommend, like I said earlier in the interview, do spend some time um, getting to know me on my social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook, uh, our IntelliDance Early Childhood Dance and Music Education page, where Monday through Friday I am posting different content for you to support your teaching and to just provide you with new ways of growing and expanding your professional practice and business. I'm also on Instagram at IntelliDance Method, and again, I'm sharing on there. I do have a personal IntelliDance page as well on Instagram at IntelliDancing. That's if you're a little bit more interested in getting to know me on a professional level, my business practices, what really gets me going, a lot of my travel. I do love to travel. So if you're just kind of interested in creeping on me a little bit, do check out at IntelliDancing as well. And then finally, do check out YouTube and Spotify. YouTube's going to give you an idea of the different ways we approach activities in the IntelliDance method. There's hundreds of videos on there, ranging from simple activities for parents with young babies, all the way up to activities for about age eight, and different videos of our teachers from around the world demonstrating how they're utilizing the method in their classes. And then on Spotify, we've created a bunch of free playlists for you to download. There's lots of different concepts and themes. And so if you're just looking for some inspiration and how we utilize music in our programming, you can find out more there. That is so awesome. So much juicy and wonderful info for our listeners. And thank you so much again for joining us on the show today. Oh, thank you so much, Clara. This has been such a wonderful opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. 
We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.